Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this 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 is views is from Midstream. Now here's your host Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is the Views from Mint Street podcast, your home for Carolina Panther football around the world. Rob Brown and the great one Lonzo Reitzel with you putting a bow on this midweek edition as we now turn the gaze like Saruman towards the ring ahead to Sunday when the San Francisco 49ers come to town. And obviously, if you don't get how the schedule works yet, well, Welcome. On Fridays, we drop our preview pod. That is the pod where we look ahead to the team that we score off this weekend. Now we'll start to work some of that stuff in on the Wednesday pod. But this is the one where we talk about press conferences and injuries and transactions and all of that. And I want to get into some of that here. I do want to start with uh, I do want to start with this take, Lonzo. Uh, Matt rule has been on a mic quite a bit. I tried to get to this earlier. And then, uh, as I very frequently do, uh, I derail myself. It happens to the best of us. Uh, Matt rule grabbed a mic and was asked about the team's mentality coming off of an L to Arizona, a very winnable game and a fall to a one and three record. Matt rule said, and I quote, our team will respond. Well, we always do. Our team will respond well. We always do. And it's a nice thought, right? Like, it's ah, happy, warm fuzzies. I get that. I like that. Carolina is 5-20 and coming off of a loss during the Matt Rule era. 5-20 and coming off of an L. Lonzo, they respond well. What is that? 15% of the time? 20? I'm bad at math. It's not a majority of the time, Matt. It's not. All right, so I'm going to answer your question with a question because everyone loves when that happens. So if someone were to, let's say, call into our radio show and ask you, Rob Brown, so how do you feel about your job? Are you on the hot seat? Hey, Rob, have you talked to the program director about uh, if your job is safe? Hey, Rob, uh, you know, I heard that uh, that 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 people think that you're about to lose your job. So this is what Matt rule is dealing with. Uh, Probably. I don't know. I'm maybe exaggerating here. It seemed like 10 to 15 questions about whether you're losing your job. 
Uh, Matt Rule, have you talked to, to Tepper? Do you talk about your job when you talk to him? All this kind of stuff. And then that question that you just asked was like thrown in there in the midst of, are you getting fired? Are you getting fired? Are you getting fired? Are you getting fired? How would you respond if you had to deal with all that and then you get asked a question out of the blue that wasn't, are you getting fired? Look, I get it. Would you Would you be that positive? Uh, Matt Rule, like every other NFL coach, and I think like anybody else, who has to face the media as a part of their job, right? Uh, I think there is a time for being publicly in terms of PR being publicly positive on the outward. When you turn it back on them, when you turn it back and say, Hey, Leslie, if, uh, if your editor were, I mean, if someone were to ask you, Hey, that was a poor article. Those questions you asked were really bad. Uh, have you talked to your editor about whether you're going to keep your job or not? I mean, would, would that make you mad or would you be no, like, would you, would you applaud this? I would start with this and considering what we're going to talk about next with Baker's answer. The last thing you do, if you're in a position where your job performance sucks is to become adversarial, right? The last thing you do is become a jerk in that situation. And while all you're doing is the same, she the same thing she did her job. In this case, the, the, the person asking the question, that person's job is to ask you questions. That person's job is to ask you questions. And she's done that. You don't have to love the questions but she's done her job. Your job is to win football games and you're doing a bad job at your job, right? It, the, 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 the metaphor there flipped around to our conversation would be though, if I went on the air and I said some cuss words and you had to dump me two or three times a show and I showed up and I opened the mic and I was like, ah, I didn't really do any prep today. Well, you, you guys just talk about whatever you want to talk about. Or if I came on the air and uh, I, I, all I did was just bash the NFL and talk about how bad of a product it is, et cetera, et cetera. Then it would be fair to go, wait a minute, dude. Like, do you feel you are doing a good job at your job? And the answer, if we're being honest with each other, would be no, I'm doing a really bad job. So it's fair to ask me about my job because I am in a public job where my job is invested in by millions and millions of other people. And then that becomes fair. Uh, the person asking the question is very is very is very much in their rights to ask it, right? But what is the mentality of your football team at one and three coming off of a loss that probably shouldn't have been a loss? It's a very fair question. And yes, I would want a real answer from the guy who's in the locker room with the football team. Not, so, you know, we respond well, dude, you're five and 20. No, you don't. So you, so what you're saying is that wasn't an honest answer. So how should, how should he have answered? Well, you know, I talked to, I talked to Baker and I said, man, you're horrible. What are you doing? Do you still want a job? I'd bench you right now. Sam Darnold is here. Is that what you want to hear? Do you want to hear? Hey, uh, McAdoo. What you doing, man? I brought you here. You got yes, fired as yes, a as yes, a as a head coach. What are you doing here? You, why are you even here? I, I mean, all these you want someone to be completely honest. What if in his mind that is him being honest, and he really believes they have bounced back every game. They haven't won every game, but they bounced back. They could they could easily have given up already, and they have not. 
The first couple games we talked about over and over again, really close. Third game they won. Fourth game was close going into the third quarter. So it isn't like they've got blown out and and beat off the field. They've been in every game. So they're going to come back and they're going to try really hard and maybe they'll win. I mean, I just I don't I don't know what you want him to say. What I want him to say is I want him to stop with the false positivity like, hey, everything's fine. It's not, my dude, right? Like, imagine this. Imagine that there's a natural disaster that happened in a state and the governor of that state showed up and they were like, okay, governor, this is the problem. You got X many people without power. You got X many people that are homeless. You got X many people who have been evacuated and don't know how they're going to get back. Talk to me a little bit about how your state is going to rebound from this. And the governor went, well, you know, the people of this state are resilient and I I think we're going to be just fine. I think we're going to be okay. You'd be like, whoa, no, that's not good enough. Things are very, very bad right now. And I want to know what you're doing to fix it. What are you doing to create solutions here? And all I'm getting from Matt Rule is him standing in waist-deep metaphorical floodwaters trying to tell me everything's going to be fine. It clearly isn't, my dude. We can see the dumpster burning from here. What are you doing to fix it? Because, you know, I I think we're going to rebound from this. I think we're going to be fine. Ain't good enough for me anymore if you want me to keep investing my time and my money in the product and therefore you. And a two-thirds full stadium this past Sunday is proof that I'm not alone in that. All right, so one of my favorite things, having been in radio for 25 years, is when someone asks the host, hey, you're telling me all these problems. How do we fix it? So, Rob, again, what do you want him to say? Can you hear me cracking my knuckles in preparation of the answer here? I, 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 I can. I can hear it. I don't know if it's going to, you know, maybe I'll just pump that up in the mix. If... <laughs> Uh, if I went into a restaurant, uh, like a really nice restaurant and I ordered, uh, I don't know, let's say, let's, uh, let's just make it simple for the sake of a metaphor. Say I went to a really nice restaurant and I ordered a steak and I ordered that steak medium rare because anything over medium rare is burnt, ladies and gentlemen. And I ordered some au gratin mashed potatoes to the side uh, with 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 uh with a with a brown peppercorn gravy and some asparagus, yeah, that's my Sounds order. Expensive. That's expensive. Sounds really it expensive. Is. It is. That's that's why I only eat in the finest of establishments. If I ordered that, and they came out, and they brought me a steak that was well done, and they brought me some Stouffer stovetop potatoes, and they brought me a a heap of of kale. I would go, this is bad. This is wrong, right? And it would be obviously wrong. It would be obviously a problem. You know what I don't need to do in order to complain about it? I don't need to go in the back and show that I'm capable of cooking my own dinner. I don't need to go in the back and tell the chef, well, the steak was medium rare, and in order to accomplish medium rare, what you should do is sear this steak, melt some butter, and continue to baste it in it. I don't need to tell the cook. I don't need to provide solutions in order to say, this is wrong, this is bad, 
and I want it fixed. I'm not the chef. I'm not the head football coach of the Carolina Panthers, Lonzo. If I had the solutions to fix the problem, then I'd call David Tepper right now and go, hey, man, hire me because I got the solutions. It ain't my job to provide the solutions. I don't need to teach you how to grill the steak to know that the steak you just put in front of me is bad and wrong, and I want it fixed. All right, so here's the answer you want. Yeah, uh, well, uh, we we uh, we weren't able to get the job done. Uh, we're moving on to San Francisco. No, that would actually tick me off more. Wait, wait, should, I move my sleeve, should, I, should I move my sleeves up when I do that so they <laughs> look like they're cut off? Yeah, yeah. Um, appreciate your question. We're moving on to San Francisco. I'm, buy, I'm buying you a smock. You need a smock. That's what you need, a smock. How you know I don't have a smock? Maybe that's I, what I wear at home. I've known you like two years. I've never seen you in a smock before. All right. That, ladies and gentlemen, is where we were called. Actually, no, it's not. No, it's not. I wanted to get this in, and I will get it in, even if it's in short form. Baker Mayfield, after the loss to Arizona, uh, was asked about the fans in the bank booing him towards the end of the game. And Baker's response was, short and sweet, I don't care if the fans are booing me. And a lot of people are all up in Baker's grill about that. How dare you do that? How dare you? I'm supposed to care about what I think. Boo! Hiss! For a guy who had shoulder surgery in January, who was brought to this team two weeks before training camp, who was asked to split reps through training camp, for a guy who was asked to split reps during preseason, and for a guy who's been in the league five years, has had five different coordinators, and is on playbook number five, it ain't on Baker. It's partially on Baker because his efficiency rating is in the absolute crapper right now, and there are some things he needs to fix. But, Lonzo, I want a quarterback who's not going to let it, uh, the outside influences get in between his ears and impact him. I need a quarterback who's focused on his game, and he's not the PR. Matt Rule is his own PR. Matt Rule is the spokesperson for his job. Baker's not the spokesperson for the offense. I want. I didn't take this as offensive from Baker Mayfield. I'm much more bothered by the comments of Matt Rule than I am the comments of Baker Mayfield. All right. I'm not bothered by either, but I'm definitely not bothered by Baker Mayfield because you're right. If he says, yeah, I hear the booze and I understand and they buy their tickets and which is what the coach said, you know, they buy their tickets. They have the right to boo. But if you're the quarterback and you're hearing all that and you're paying attention to all that, then maybe that's a reason why you're not completing your passes. So, uh, I mean, we've been on fields. I'm sure you've been on a field or on a court or something and heard booing uh, and just ignored it. Because when you're in the midst of a play, if you're paying attention to that stuff, then you're never going to get any better. So I, I don't believe that he hears the boos or cares about the boos. Because though he knows, just like we all know, if he completes more passes, if they win more games, those boos go away. That is a fact. That is a fact. All right, that is where we'll leave it. Ladies and gentlemen, for the midweek edition of the Views from Main Street podcast, remember you can find us and subscribe to this pod wherever major podcasts are found, be it on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple, iTunes, or free on the Odyssey app. We do ask you, if you got social media and you've enjoyed the episode, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it on your social, and invite 
your other cat's friends to jump on to the Views from Mint Street podcast. Lonzo, final words for the people. Uh, next podcast, we're uh, moving on to San Francisco and uh, keep on it. Uh, I don't care that people are booing this podcast. I'm just going to come out here and give you the best product I can give you. That's it for us, kids. Remember the preview pod for the San Francisco game will drop on Friday. We will see you then for Lonzo Wright. So my name is Rob Brown. You're listening to the Views from Mint Street podcast. Keep pounding, baby.